Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. This Friday. Are you ready? Damn right. Summer. Let's turn and burn. Takes flight. Nice. Critics agree. Yes! Top Gun Maverick must be seen on the biggest screen possible. Come on! Tom Cruise. Having any fun yet? Top Gun Maverick. Ready PG-13. Hi there. I'm Adam Kebas, and this is my novel Life Choices. Thomas Thomas Duncan is in prison. He is dazed. He doesn't know what happened. He doesn't know how he came there. All what he believed in is somehow shattered. He believed that he is an ordinary citizen and that somehow all his efforts some sort of do not raise any attention as well as be complacent with all his white neighborhoods, with all his white neighbors to play along the game that this would in the end play out for him. He thought that as long as he keeps moving, does what is expected of him, nothing bad would ever happen to him because life was good. This is how Thomas Duncan at least thought of himself, thought of himself up to this day when he was dragged out of his car and brought here in this prison. in the police precinct. He still cannot grasp why it was done. A guy stopped him, a police officer laughed at him in a sardonic smile, said to him that he should turn off the engine. He did. And then said to him that he should show some ideas. He did again. He thought there must be some misunderstanding. Well, Thomas Duncan was at, on his way home from work. It, it had been a long working day in the post office. It is before Christmas when all these online retailers are busy supplying everyone with Christmas presents. Thomas Duncan and his fellow postman of and working colleagues have to do over time before Christmas. And again, so everyone was 
exhausted. Thomas dunked him too, and he was glad that he was on his way home. Meet his wife, Shania, his son James. And he had thought about them a great deal, what to buy them before Christmas, because for Thomas Duncan, Duncan, it was important that they partake in those old traditions, because he grew up in a home where his parents, due to, due to their poverty, did not really partake in those, as they said, white man celebrations before Christmas, his parents, they would rather do themselves a favor. They would either drink excessively, buy themselves drugs, or just did nothing, eat candy and so on. And while they eat candy, they always had forgotten about their children. So Thomas Duncan some sort of grew up weary about Christmas. He he for a fact didn't even celebrate Christmas after he left his parents parents' home. He didn't think much of it. But sooner and later he some sort of understood that one has to have some traditions so that Christmas birthday parties and all kinds of celebrations that they are not about white men and that they are not what white men's what white men celebrate but that these celebrations and traditions that they bring together family and that they help to create a family bond to, to keep everyone in his family close and to special and in these special occasions one would share love so in a way Thomas Duncan understood that it probably takes special occasions, a reason why why people have to say to each other that they love them and that they have to give each other presents. And this is what Thomas Duncan thought before he was stopped by the police, before he was stopped by Cliff Bender felt that he will do his wife Shania and his son James, of whom he was very proud because he was one of the smartest and because he is attending this private school, that they ha have deserved something special. And he has the family father who takes care of his wife and his children will make them feel that they are being loved. And he thought about Shania 
his wife who has been always there for him. She who always loved him, who always told him that she would love him and who walked along with her. He knew, especially after he always heard of his colleagues, of his colleagues in the post office, their strain marriages, their matrimonial problems, struggles, that he actually has a good wife, a good wife with whom he can live and enjoy. And now with James being smart, somehow his future became more and more visible so that he would, in a way, elevate himself and leave the hoods behind. He thought of himself, of course, as special. And he lived through the accomplishments of James, his son. He sought himself for his son. And he sought, and he thought that his son, James, because he is smart, that he has inherited his wits from his father and if Thomas Duncan would have gotten the chance he probably would have been in a private school as well he probably would have accomplished something something remarkable and Thomas occasionally imagined these these Remarkable things, his day dreams, where he would have some special governmental post or even be a great authority, a CEO, or what have you. Because he some sort of had this craving to be someone's boss because in the post office he was actually never really promoted if any promotion was due because of retirement no one ever thought of Thomas Duncan everyone said yeah well he is a good guy he is he's an honest soul but it has never crossed anyone's minds that you could actually promote this honest soul and give him a chance to prove himself. And because of this, Thomas Duncan needed his son, James. He needed his successes because without them, he thought of it himself as stupid, as someone who will just walk through life, who will never accomplish anything. And this was different. And he thought himself as different. The more he thought about his son James, the more he thought of himself and his family as different from all those African-Americans 
from all those black folks because he saw most of them only through the hood poor hustlers high school dropouts everyone knew that nothing would ever come of them so it had no sense and use for anyone to some sort of emulate them admire them there is nothing you can admire because for Thomas Duncan it was clear and he was eager to accomplish that that he wanted to accomplish something legally he thought of his fellow hood members he thought of all, thought of all those black youths who are proud to be know what gangsters to be proud to have money where people do actually not really care how they had gotten money especially in the hoods it is no it is secondary how you got all the money but fact is that you have money that you have gotten money that you have accomplished something and the result of your success of your achievement is money and money you can show everyone to all those people who thought that you are that you will do never good that you will never accomplish anything yes to those you can show all your wealth all your gold your big mansion your car so, so that actually something has happened to you and if Because you are rough, you are dangerous, you are no pushover, and you are not an outcast. People do actually care about you. Mm-hmm. And white folks, all those white folks who have been living in beautiful suburban areas, in gated communities, yes, they admire you they fear you this is what the imagination of success looks like for many young folks but thomas thomas duncan wasn't having was having none of it this was not his dream this is not how he wanted to be famous and of course he dreamed of he dreams of being famous who doesn't he dreams of accomplishing something who doesn't it is more and th- these thoughts these imaginations well they are very important to get you going these are your dreams even though they're far 
beyond your reach. So it came to a shock when police officer Cliff Benderfield actually announced that you are under arrest. There must have been a misunderstanding. This can't be. I didn't do anything wrong. Have you got my name right? Thomas Duncan was in the sense. Why him? And he begged Officer Bender Field that he that there may be a mistake, but Cliff only watched him, watched him, Sarah Tony Kelly with a malignant smile. That is no mistake. You are Thomas Duncan and you are under arrest. Thomas Duncan still thinks about Cliff Bender Fields' malignant smile. What was this all about? And of course he knew that black man that they are stopped quite frequently that they are stopped by white pay, white people hold off and that white man need some sort of this power over black man he knows he knows these notions and these bearings from work as a postman he has white male colleagues and he knows that they like to have power over black men and if you are smart you let them think that they have power over you you do not make You do not make it any hard to assert their powers. And it went well for Thomas Duncan. He adopted to a humble bearing in work as well as outside work when he was in public, when he was around other white man even though he was he was even though he's pretty much aware that he's only a token black man well what of it as long as it helps him to some sort of get a steady existence Thomas Duncan he did not Bother. But then everything went wrong. He was dragged out of his car. 
this car he was proud of, he paid off. He was, and this car that he had to leave on a side road. And he wasn't even allowed to lock the doors. And he was dragged out of his car in front of onlookers, criminals, in front of people who probably thought that he is probably another black hustler, a drug hustler, a drug dealer, that he is no different than all these others. And Thomas Duncan almost would have lost his humble composure. He almost would have resisted his arrest, but then he thought better of it. He imagined some incidents in the post office where he had enough of being a subordinate, where he had enough being treated as someone low in rank by white folks, despite the fact, fact that they are actually equals. And he had enough that every white man who walks in to the post office thinks that he is his superior and that he can command him. And he once had enough and resisted and said to one of these white men that they are actually equals, that he should not talk him down, or that, and that even he actually works longer and had been working longer in this post office. So for a fact, he should have been his superior. He knows the way around in the post office. And the white man looked at him. Said that there probably was a misunderstanding. Of course, he felt uncomfortable, embarrassed. This white man, for the first time, noticed that he is actually patronizing a more experienced worker. And he apologized, of course, immediately. He didn't want to be received as a racist, but this left a bitter taste. And after that white man in the post office, whenever Thomas Duncan would 
come along, then, then they would look at him and whisper behind his back. And from that day on, people in the post office said about Thomas Duncan that he was nice, yes. He was down to earth, yes, but he is arrogant. He thinks he's something better. And the and the result of this day was even though Thomas Duncan doesn't know it for sure, but this was probably the reason why he was never promoted because white man behind his back which Thomas Duncan did not know exactly what they are talking about him but what they did talk about was that it would be unbearable to have Thomas Duncan as a superior because he is arrogant already. And once we made him our superior, then he will probably be unbearable. We had our fair share of arrogant people. We had our fair share of unbearable bosses. We do not need another one. Of course, no one talked what's the real fact and what is the real matter or why they really didn't want him. So race was never made an issue. They were very careful never to mention any racial notion. This wouldn't have fitted in their frame, in their mindset. Everyone wants to be perceived as a good chap and of course people misunderstand each other so Thomas Duncan did not resist his arrest he was humble and he let things happen to him Cliff Benderfield was actually surprised how easy it was. He knew, of course, and he has he had been following Thomas Duncan for a while. He was almost disgruntled because Thomas Duncan he had no criminal. He has no criminal records he does not drive fast and the only offense he, he he made were these unpaid park tickets and that's all and Cliff he wanted to incarcerate Thomas 
Duncan, hold him for 24 hours. Show him who is the boss. Show him about strength. He had found out about him. And he was quite vexed that Thomas Duncan was actually doing well and that he even had a car. Unbelievable where this society is heading, how and what society has come to, even though Cliff didn't believe it. And he was indeed aware and he could put together facts and he was sure in a way it was pretty much evident that Thomas Duncan was a law abiding citizen but Cliff wanted to believe that something has to be wrong with Thomas Duncan. There has to be. This looks too good. This all looks too good to be true. And after following Thomas Duncan for a while, Cliff had enough. He said to himself, now I will stop this man. I will show him who I am. He wasn't actually sure whether he should incarcerate him at once. He wasn't sure whether it could fit him or whether he could move along with it because Cliff knew that his son James was smart. He heard a great deal of it from Jason. So he thought that maybe this Duncan, maybe he's as smart as his boy. So he was cautious. When he stopped Thomas Duncan, he wasn't sure whether he should move ahead, should incarcerate him. And when he saw Thomas Duncan, when he stood in front of him, looked down at him, and when he felt this thrill, having someone, having power over someone's life, and especially this man, and he saw him as a black man, This man who supposed to be smart and witty looked ridiculous to Cliff Benderfield. Ridiculous because he was in his power. And this was the moment when Cliff Benderfield, the, the decided to incarcerate Thomas Duncan and even put hand 
handcuffs on him because he said to himself, well, I have power over him and I can do with him whatever I want. And since Thomas Duncan did not resist and only kept asking in a humble tone what was his offense. Cliff Bender felt was sure that Thomas Duncan is probably a weakling. He may be smart, but he may be weak. He was sure of it. Because he had a lot to deal with. Aggressive black youths. And he even feared them. And he fought them as genuinely, as genuinely belligerent and even sometimes as animals. But something was different with Thomas Duncan. He had a smooth manner. He has, he has smooth manners. He walks alone. He is low abiding. And when Cliff Bender field had Thomas Duncan in his police car, he rejoiced. And he thought of him and he thought to himself, there must be something wrong. Because he said, now I have him in my car. This was easy. He did not resist. He's humble. He keeps his mouth shut. This is probably a black man who has conscience bites. There is something on him which is not true. There is something on him there which cannot be true. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something is going on. Something crooked. Something deceptive. And he, Cliff, he will unveil it. He will reveal it to the public. And he will be the new star. Cliff imagined his face all over the news, all over the news papers. Policeman uncovered a really deceptive, crooked game. And many white men fall, fell, prey to a cornered taste. And he, and only he, Cliff Banderfield, could actually put handcuffs on this crooked man because he dared to. He had a hinge and he followed it.
and this con artist, he could not fool him. He so threw him his humble nature, his law-abiding tone. And Cliff was smiling to himself. This could be a news story. This could make me popular. And maybe, maybe I could be promoted. And all those people in the police precinct who do not take me seriously and who do not want to work with me, yet they will. They will look in stupor. They will look at me in envy when I been granted a medal, when I've been called a great policeman by the media outside. They will look there. They will look pretty much stupid. Thomas, Thomas Duncan thinks about Cliff Bender filled in his cell. In a, he does not recollect his face. He doesn't see or he doesn't remember having ever met Cliff Bender Field. Why this man and at what in, and what is the connection to him? He still thinks that there may be some misunderstanding, maybe. But this all seems weird. And he pretty much felt the hatred as well as the contempt in Officer Bender Field's voice. This, this, this malignant smile, this sardonic smile some white men always have when they some sort of success fully diminished and undermined black folks. And he knew and he thought that probably this is a hater someone who hates black men and, and he just wanted to flex his muscles and he only and that he only has to move along keep his mouth shut and then things will dissolve eventually so he only has to think of his family of his wife Shania, and that he will sooner or later be with her. But still, he felt uncomfortable. He was just dragged out of his car, just as if he would be no one. As if all these accomplishments he, he attained throughout 
his life as if all these things some sort of were swept aside all these recommendations and Thomas Duncan thought of his white friends thought of them how it would have been when they would have been there and would be talking on his behalf that Thomas Duncan is actually a good lad a decent human being and he's not like all these others who are all these others yeah those we know of those so-called criminals hood dwellers people who are apparently proud of being criminals of course they never think the those prejudices that they never think that either way someone wants to accomplish something in the end you want to be successful and that the means to your success you mostly f find in your surroundings in your circumstances however this left a bitter taste for Thomas Duncan for the first time in his life he was outside his comfort area for the first time he was not in a situation where he felt that he had it under control where he could reason where he could prove that everything is all right where he could some sort of proof not only to himself but as as well as to his surround things that he's different that being humble and being understanding and being some sort of over over polite to white men some sort of pays off this is the other way this is how we could talk to them as well fought and had fought Thomas Duncan we do not have to make all the time our fuss we do not have to resist we do not have to insult them we do not have to call them racist all the time we could just have a civil conversation and prove to ourselves and to them that we are not animals that we are not raw animals but but that we are indeed smart as well that we are capable of having an honest smart and intelligent conversation now this thought this belief was somehow shattered because what you want to do if you want to talk to someone on this someone just smiles at you Malik tently just when he 
doesn't care what for. And this made, and this makes Thomas Duncan thoughtful. Did he reach a dead end? Duncan refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Critics are raving about Top Gun Maverick. Here we go. It's a soaring achievement and everything you want in a movie. No turning back now. See it on the biggest screen possible. Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick. Ready PG-13.